welcome to Mitch and Al Radio. Al in Jackson here, and along with my partner Mitch Nicholson. How are you doing today, Mitch? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? I can't complain. I'm doing great. Ready to talk about some good old wrestling. Yes, yes. It's uh, There's been a lot of wrestling happening over the past week or two. Well, past week. We go every week here. Uh, night of Champions, the big pay-per-view on the WWE Network happened. Uh, we had a good night of Raw last night. Uh, NXT had some, well, kind of some eventful things. Nothing too, too over the top. But Night of the Champions, Night of Champions. I don't think the word the is there. That was a big event. Came and went. Did you watch this, Al? Well, you know, I should say yes, I watched every minute of it because I'm a huge wrestling fan, but I'm just going to be honest with the people and say I really didn't catch any of it. But, but I did watch Raw last night, and I am caught up with what happened. So, all in all, it seemed like it was a pretty good pay-per-view. I know you watched it. Yeah, yeah, and for any of the fans out there that are listening that watched the pay-per-view, they're probably going to tell you you didn't miss too much <laughs> right <laughs> but it, it i mean there were some eventful things i think if you didn't watch it you you got caught up uh, I, I will mention i want to take this moment to say my favorite moments of the night sheamus and cesaro had a great match it was really good mm-hmm. uh who, who else had to go jericho and uh orton they had a great match and, and like th- you said last week you you said you mentioned the sheamus cesaro match that that was going to be a possible showstopper and i guess it was i mean i guess it was pretty good huh yeah yeah i thought it was one of the better ones but they, you know they fought a lot recently which can kind of go against them because you get stale when you've wrestled a lot or you just learn how to really click with somebody and i think that was an example of two guys they've worked a lot together recently and their styles they're clicked yeah. they know how to they know how to complement each other right right yeah i was really happy with the event and then we went on to raw last night and you saw all of raw last night right Yes. I watched the Hulu version of Raw, so obviously I'm coming in to the Raw discussion with a handicap. <laughs> right. Yeah, there's things I missed. Well, last night's Raw wasn't too bad. I mean, uh, like you said, the, the opening match was Dolph Ziggler against The Miz, and The Miz uh, won the Intercontinental title at Night of Champions, and then he <laughs> just turned around and lost it last night to Dolph. But... <laughs> Yeah, what's the know. point I mean, of all that? I mean, why why have him win it just to lose it the next night? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't see. It kind of reminds me of when uh, didn't Kane win the title one time and then lost it the next night? But yeah, his know. first world title victory or WWE title. I think it was a world yeah. title. Yeah, it was just a the one day. Titles. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think they should have gave him a little bit more time. I think he's kind of entertaining with the whole money maker face and and now he's got Damian. Mizdow with him. Yeah, I thought I that was gave great. A little bit more time, in my opinion. Hey, what did you think of Damian Sandow, Mizdow's uh, fake title that he used last night? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did catch that. I was like, wait a minute, what's going on here? Did he? Uh, did they win the tag titles? I seen both of them with the <laughs> title, and then I was like, uh, yeah, because to Damian Mizdow. Yeah, and you and me, like, we go back as far as backyard wrestling and. When you do oh, yeah. backyard wrestling and you don't have money, you buy those like ten, twenty dollar plastic replica titles you can buy at uh, you know Walmart or yeah. Toys R Us, and you know we've used those in the past. And I saw that I was like, ah, I know that kind of title. <laughs> That's right, I've had that title around my waist. Well, what do you think's next yeah. for both Ziggler and The Miz? Do they continue feuding, or is something else in their future? 
Well, I I like their feud, and they had a good match last night. But, so they work well together in the ring. I just it's kind of like, what's the point if you're going to give the Miz the title and then have him lose it? I mean, if he gets the title again, it'd be interesting to see how how that feud. Developed. I agree. I, I think they're not done with each other. Ultimately, I see The Miz taking on uh, uh, Sandow. I mean, eventually that friendship's yeah. going to turn into a rivalry. I still think mm-hmm. the you know, Damien Sandow might end up becoming babyface in this scenario. Yeah. Ziggler, I mean, he's, he's versatile. I think ultimately he's going to triumph over all these guys, and maybe he's just waiting until he can eventually lose to Wade Barrett when Wade Barrett comes back. Oh, I, I miss Wade Barrett. Yeah, I mean, he's got, I, I don't know how soon he's coming back. I haven't heard reports. So it might be still a few more months until he comes back. Mm-hmm. And that would be a shame if we have to wait too long. And I, I guess uh, Roman Reigns had surgery? Yeah. Oh, I forgot. That's a big off-screen note, which they, they identified that on-screen, but that prevented him yeah. from wrestling against Randy Orton. Was it Randy Orton? No, Seth Rollins. I'm getting so confused. Yeah, Seth Rollins yeah. Uh, was supposed to take on his Shield brethren, Randy Orton. I, I'm saying this so backwards. You you tell you introduce it. <laughs> <laughs> well, wasn't it supposed to be? It's been. It was going to be Roman Reigns versus Randy Orton. Yeah. At Night of Champions, right? Yeah, and because of the injury, I mean that was a real life injury. He's going to be out for a few months minimum. He might be out longer than that, right. but we can probably expect one or two months. He's going to be out, and. He's in a hospital bed in Nashville. I think he's home now, but he had to have emergency surgery because of a hernia. <laughs> Probably was supposed to he's win. Tough, so he'll make it. Yeah, he's a tough guy. He'll just Superman punch that hernia. That's right. Now, after Roman Reigns uh, was announced to be out, uh, they then had Seth Rollins go out and do kind of like what we were talking about last week, I believe. He just kind of declared himself the winner. And then he issued an open challenge, and that's when Dean Ambrose came back. And just like wild, crazy Dean Ambrose fashion, he shows up in a taxi cab, runs into the arena, and as everybody's trying to stop him from, you know, disrupting Seth Rollins in the ring, uh, he gets attacked. Well, I think he actually attacks uh, Rollins first, but then they try to separate him with all the people, the the henchmen of Triple H and the authority and all that. And it becomes this wild and crazy brawl, and it's awesome. Oh, yeah, definitely. Anytime Dean Ambrose is around, it's good things. And I, I'm very glad to see him back. And, and his presence really lifted the atmosphere on Raw, I think. Oh, definitely, yeah. He was the first guy out on Raw last night, and I was literally on my feet clapping. I was glad to see the guy back. Yeah, it was so good. What do you think about the face-off he had with John Cena? You know, I, <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. I mean, John Cena is always involved. It's kind of like uh, Ambrose was pretty upset that Cena was interrupting in his feud with Seth Rollins. Yeah, I really uh, liked how, you know, they kind of are friends. I mean, they're allies, I guess, but, you know, it, it could right. have easily turned into a powder keg. They're, uh, Ambrose doesn't have any allies. I don't think they should book him to have allies. He's this crazy Brian Pillman-style loose cannon, and it, it works very yeah. well for him. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Maybe maybe we'll see a triple threat matchup coming up between Cena, Ambrose, and Rollins. Who knows? What match do you think they're building to out of all this? Uh, well, I mean, I, I still want to see Ambrose and, and Rollins go at it, but now with Cena involved, it, it may turn into a triple threat match. You might be right, because one person that was very absent last night was 
the winner of the, well, not winner, he actually lost the match, but he still retained the title, the WWE World Heavyweight Champion, Brock Lesnar. He wasn't there last night. They, it, yeah. it seemed like the whole focus of the show was going after uh, Rollins, and that seems yeah. to be Cena's focus. Even though he won the match on Sunday and he beat the champion technically, uh, well, actually, even not even technically, if there was an interference, they built it to where it looked like he was going to win the match. Uh, but now he didn't even mention it. If you were just a casual viewer, you would have thought that Seth Rollins was the champion the way they were all gunning for him. But, you know, Lesnar's the champ. He wasn't even on the show. So, And I missed the guy. Yeah, and I, don't I definitely even... missed Paul Heyman. Yeah, I don't even mind that he's not on the show so much, but it's like they forgot to address him. And that is kind of a big yeah. storyline hole. At least have... Cena say, hey, I had you rightfully beat. And it is smart that he goes after the guy that cost him that. But Ramonda's what he's there for, and the WWE World Heavyweight Championship should be what he's there for. Yeah, I agree. Do you see Brock Lesnar even fighting? I think Hell in the Cell is the next pay-per-view. Do you think he'll fight? Is there a third match in this series with John Cena? Uh, that's a good question. I, he has to. I mean, you can't have a, a pay-per-view without the you know, the heavyweight championship involved somehow. Well, I mean, I guess you'd have to think. I guess you can if there's big enough matches involved. Uh, I mean, when yeah, Daniel Bryan was true. injured, they they did have, like, one or two pay-per-views where, you know, it wasn't defended, but, I mean, there was a presence there, at least, of the world heavyweight champion. And Brock Lesnar sort of isn't your typical heavyweight champion. Yeah. He's, you know, involved all the time. He's sort of like a part-time guy well and i didn't really even think about it till you mentioned it but the the idea of a triple threat match like maybe have cena and ambrose who are allies but don't really like each other uh going against each other along with seth rollins in a hell in a cell i think that could be a pretty amazing match yeah that's that that'd be something i would want to see very much yeah, and I don't even think you would need Brock Lesnar defending if you have a match that big. I've been thinking originally that once Ambrose comes back, they're going to set up for a Hell in a Cell between Ambrose and Rollins. But if Cena doesn't take on Lesnar, that makes sense. Maybe they will add him to the mix in that match. Maybe, yeah, maybe they will. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Okay, so we've covered WWE title match. We've covered IC title match. And I think now we're going to kick it off to a special segment. We're going to kind of go a little more on side segments here, bring in some entertainment value to here. And we're also going to bring culture. And there is nobody more cultured in the literary world or the wrestling world than Al N. Jackson. Alan, nobody you... Nobody comes close. Yeah, n- not at all. Al, you uh-huh. are going to kick off this literary giant of a segment and Al's Book Club, that's what we're calling it, Al's, Al's yeah. Book Club, it kicks off officially today, and you're going to tell us about a fantastic novel that you read recently, right? Yes, yes, fantastic novel. I picked it up at the Meigs County Library, and it's it's the Hulk Hogan biography, just simply titled Hollywood Hulk Hogan, and pick that up if you can. And I, I pretty much read the whole book cover to cover last night, and I loved it. It started in his humble beginnings in Connecticut and went on to his career. And it's a it's kind of an older book. It ends with his match he had with The Rock at WrestleMania 18, I believe. Uh, but, uh, I think yeah, so. Some interesting things in that book. Okay, so does he mention his ex-wife any in the book? Not really. I think this this was before the whole Hogan knows best 
reality show and, and the divorce and everything. But he didn't really mention Linda Hogan that much. Did he but mention he, he did, did he mention how he uh buries other talent? <laughs> <laughs> no. He did talk a little bit about Dennis Rodman, that little period when Rodman was with Hogan and when they had that match with DDP and Carl Malone and how Rodman, when he first started, he he wanted to uh, get into the wrestling business. So he went to Hulk Hogan. Hulk, uh, Hulk Hogan said, yeah, I'll train you. So um, it was him and Hogan and Lex Luger and uh, the Giants were waiting for Rodman to come to the gym to train him. And they wanted to all meet at 12 o'clock. So uh, Rodman comes in around 4, strolls in late, and uh, Hogan said that Luger was ready to kill him. But uh, he calmed him down, and, and they trained him a little bit. And But he said that Rodman was just very hard to work with. And he said that him and Jesse Ventura hated each other. So I Ro- did not know that. Rodman and Jesse Ventura? No, I'm sorry, Hogan and Ventura. Oh, yeah, I think I've heard that before. Sorry. Yeah. Different things in that book that I did not know, but it was a good book. I encourage all Hogan fans to pick that book up. It is two thumbs up in my book club. <laughs> did uh, he address that night in, I think it was his last night in WCW, when he, what happened? He, he got ordered to pin Jeff Jarrett by Vince Russo. Jeff did, yeah, yeah, did yeah, they cover that? That was a whole chapter in the book, yes. And what does he say? Because like, the story I've always heard was, you know, that original part was actually storyline, but then Hogan was supposed to come back later as the champion, and then it would be champion versus champion for the real WCW champion, but Vince Russo apparently yeah. kind of went off the deep end and just ticked him off with what he said. Right, right, and... Jarrett was going to lay down, uh, and Hogan was going to pin him one, two, three, and they were going to have a tournament for the vacated championship, and Hogan was going to come back. And uh, he pretty much pinned Jarrett, and Russo came out and uh, completely went a different direction. He trashed Hogan, how Hogan was holding back stars like Booker T and and all this, and Hogan was just mad and pretty much hurt. Yeah, that's Vince Russo for you, I guess. Yeah, you know, I, I like Vince Russo, but it's very reasonable that he got carried away there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I, I'm one of the one of the few guys that, like, I, I, I get a kick out of Vince Russo, you know. I, I, I don't doubt that maybe he rubbed people the wrong way, but I still, he's kind of like a Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette's really abrasive, and those two of them hate each other terribly, but... Oh yeah. Like they have such a great mind for the business, even though sometimes, like you know, Vince Russo's had some very bad ideas, but he's had very good ideas too, and he's very entertaining just to let him talk forever. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but yeah, that's that night was a big night uh, in wrestling history. That was Hulk Hogan's last night in WCW, and guys like mm-hmm. Vince Russo and Hulk Hogan, a lot of people blame as you know being the downfall of WCW. So it's kind of cool to hear his take on it, so I have to pick up that book and read it for myself, I guess. Right, right, yeah, definitely pick that book up, and he, um, with Vince Russo saying that he was holding stars like Booker T, he actually uh, wrote a little chapter in the book about Booker T, because he, he thought that when Russo said that, he it was making him sound like he was racist, because he was holding back Booker T, because he was black, and he said that 
uh, that's not true at all. He thinks Booker T was, you know, an awesome superstar. He just thinks that Booker T should have left WCW a few years earlier. Yeah. He probably could have gotten a legit chance. Because, you know, even after WCW ended, he did re you know reinvent himself under the WWF style and you know became a world champion again. He's one of the few guys that really rode through that that followed through to the end that came out successful mm. on the WWE side of it. Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah, he definitely deserves that spot. He's a, one of the greatest ever. Oh yeah, no doubt. Um okay, well So gr- yeah, pick that book up. Yeah, great book, maybe. You might be overselling it, I don't know. <laughs> but, no way, Jose. That's right. Well, if we like it or don't like it, like Hulk Hogan or don't like Hulk Hogan, we got to read it for ourselves and, you know, That's make right. our own opinion. Okay, so back... Put the bug down. Well, back to the current uh, scene of wrestling. Well, let's talk women's championships. Diva's title okay. was fought in a triple threat match on Sunday, and I was thinking uh, Nikki Bella would re- uh, somehow become victorious. I was pleasantly surprised that AJ won the title, and then they got in scuffles again last night on Raw. I don't remember exactly what happened on Raw, so I don't know if that's kind of forgettable. I remember Paige was on the announce team talking about how she's upset with AJ, and I don't think I don't think Paige is that captivated like if she's on an announce team. Am I being judgmental there? No, no, I would have to agree with you on that, and I... I have to admit, I, I probably missed the end of it. I know that uh was an AJ versus Nikki yeah. last night, and uh, AJ did win her title back. Um, I assume she retained her title last night. Yeah, I, I, it, it's it's escaping my mind exactly how it ended. I remember I remember thinking the only thing I was thinking when I was watching it was. Paige is kind of weak. Like, AJ is great when she joins the announce team. Love hearing her. She acts all catty and just like she has an yeah. attitude and superiority. And then Paige is there. and she, I I think maybe Paige, you know, you always hear the stories about how Vince McMahon is in your ear yelling and telling you how you should act. And for some people, it's real intimidating. I kind of wonder if maybe that was mm-hmm. happening with Paige and she didn't have the confidence because she's too busy trying to take orders. But you never know. You might be right. But I, yeah, sorry, uh, if you're listening, if you're a women's fan, I'm sorry, I don't have <laughs> enough information for you today. Now, well, I will go back, and I guess I was the only one that saw this match, but the triple threat match at Night of Champions, I was surprised. I thought that was one of the best matches that AJ and Paige have been in, and I thought the addition, oh, okay. I thought the addition of Nikki Bella would really bring the match quality down, but I think it really improved the match quality. There was, I, I you know, Al, you should go back and watch this, I... There was a time where it was just AJ and Nikki in the ring, and Nikki Mm. caught AJ kind of like how Titus O'Neil does when he catches them on their sideways, and he just throws them, and then he puts his arms up and does the hoo, 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 that thing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she caught him like that. She caught AJ like that. Nikki did. And then Nikki went to throw her, and AJ spun around her body and, and... somehow ended up in the Black Widow submission, and it was the coolest wow. setup to it, I thought. Really good. And it, wow. it, I think it highlighted the strength of Nikki, because she has to be the one maneuvering AJ to make that happen. Oh, definitely. And also, AJ took a bump to the outside. I, I don't remember if it was Paige or uh, AJ. I think I'm saying this back, where Nikki took a bump to the outside. I don't remember if it was Paige or uh, Nikki on the outside, but someone grabbed her from the arm when she was in an apron, 
pulled her off, and she did a front flip landing on her back to the outside. So kudos for wow. Nikki actually taking a cool bump like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't. It's it's good. I was really wondering if Nikki would harm the current Divas division, but I think she's helped it a little bit. And as long as they kind of tone down the sister drama and make more in-ring scenarios between the girls, I think it's going to be a good series. Kudos to the women's division. That's right. Well, guess what? I've got another new segment I want to add to the show today. Here we go. Are you excited? I'm very excited. Okay, this is our first attempt at comedy on this show. And uh, you're excited, right? I couldn't be more excited, Mitch. Thank you. Thank you. I can feel the excitement. Okay, this section, (laughs) this segment of the show is called Bad Puns with Mitch. Okay, I don't know how recurring this segment will be, but the way this is going to work today is I'm going to introduce some failed internationally repackaged gimmicks. You got all that? Oh, wow. Okay. Okay, yeah, that's this. That's yes. the, the theme of bad puns with Mitch is failed internationally repackaged gimmicks. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna step back from the microphone a little bit, give it a little gravitas, and I'm gonna introduce a failed internationally repackaged gimmick. Okay, here we go. I'll do one, and you tell me how you like it. Okay. All right. Now coming to the ring, the most electrifying entertainer in all of Tokyo, Pocky Maivia. Get it? Pa- get it? Pocky Mayavia? I get it. Pocky is- Rocky. <laughs> Pocky, yeah. Pocky's that goofy little candy. It actually tastes awesome. You can get it at the store next to the anime. anime so, Pocky. <laughs> okay, did Pocky not make it? I-, I don't know. I don't know. Well, maybe he will in Japan. You can... Okay. Well, next one. <laughs> All right, here we go. The next competitor in the match, Italian Heat... Spaghetti Guerrero. Get it? Wow. Spaghetti Guerrero? I get it. <laughs> okay, I like that. All right, all right. Well, I got one more, and you can tell me thumbs up or thumbs down this segment as a whole, okay? All right, all right. All right. All right. <clears throat> Everybody, please rise and turn your attention to the inspirational, motivational, sub-zero Eskimo Dallas. Oh, wow. Get it? Eskimo, Eskimo Dallas? Eskimo Dallas. Ha, ha, ha. Okay, so thumbs up, thumbs down. Is this a segment that needs to come back? <laughs> <laughs> well, we, I don't know. We Should we let the the listeners decide? I give it two thumbs up. Okay, okay. Well, we'll I enjoyed it. If I think of some good ones, we'll do it next week. If there's a big backlash on the Internet about how we need to cut that crap out, we'll never do it again. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, Okay, and we'll do, let's see, we got a couple more topics. We're running out of time. Um, before we get to an NXT topic, I want to talk about that real fast. I am going to introduce the trivia question for the week. Night of Champions, just the other day. Oh, and I want to point out that I, still, I stole this trivia from Raja.com. Uh, Matt Boone was the author that uploaded this stat, so I'm stealing it from him. You can go to Raja and look up this stat, but, you know, wait till I'm done here, okay? All right. At Night of Champions, Roman Reigns missed the pay-per-view. And that is the first event in quite a while, pay-per-view event, that he has missed. So the question is, when was the last time uh, we had a WWE pay-per-view event and Roman Reigns was not wrestling on? 
Okay. Okay. Think uh, think about that while we talk about the next segment. You know, how long do you think it's been? And we'll, we'll get the answer when we come back. Okay. Okay. But the next thing I want to mention is NXT. They've had the big hype for quite a while about Kenta debuting. And Kenta is now known as Hideo Itami. Do you like the name change, first of all? I don't know if I do. I mean, do you like the idea of them changing? He comes in. I don't, I'm not a huge Kenta buff before he came in. I don't know a ton about him. But I know Kenta is yeah. a huge international name. And they brought him partly on the fact that he's a huge international name. And then they come here. Okay. And he's repackaged, I guess, so WWE can own their character and they can sell T-shirts. And if he leaves, you know, he doesn't take the name with them. Like, WWE can still right. have ownership of the name. Do you like that? Well, I mean, I don't have a problem with it. I I guess I'm going to have to just see how he does. But okay. I, I don't have a problem with the name. Well, let me let me change it this way. You know you know a decent amount of TNA, right? So if, yeah. I, if I tell you AJ Styles is coming to WWE, which he's not, don't people think I'm reporting that. But if AJ Styles is coming to the WWE and WWE decides, well, we want to own everything we do and not have any association with his past work, and they rename AJ Styles, you know, Pretty Boy Sammy or something, and he's no longer known as AJ Styles, what, I mean, is that would that be okay? Yes. Yeah. Well. Uh, no. It's kind of like when Vader came to work for Vince McMahon in the, in the mid-'90s, and, uh, you know, he was obviously known as Vader to all his fans, and I think Vince wanted him to be called the Mastodon. Was he known as the Mastodon? And, uh, they, he did call. I think he did call him the Mastodon, but uh, Jim Cornette was like, "No, no, no! This guy is Vader. That's what he's. That's what he's known as. I mean, he is Vader. So it's kind of like. I mean, if you're known by your name, you should keep it that way. Yeah. I mean, I guess Kenta. Unless you're a hardcore wrestling fan. That you know goes out of your way to look for international stuff, even though you might have heard the name. Like me, I've heard the name. If he gets rebranded, it's not going to change my view of him. But that's no. that's part of why he was hired because he's a name. But I saw his. We'll see. Yeah, and we did see his first match this past Thursday on last week's NXT. He fought Justin Gabriel, and it was a short match, slightly competitive. Uh, Justin Gabriel was able to look like more than a jobber, and NXT. Mm-hmm. Or NXT, <laughs> Hideo Itami kicked the snot out of him, and apparently that's what he's really good yeah. at. He's got that stiff style, kind of like Daniel Bryan when he does his kicks. And uh, oh, you know, okay. I'm looking forward to him one day stepping in the ring with a guy like Sheamus or Cesaro. Yeah. Which I think Cesaro, probably when he was Claudio Castagnoli on the indie scene, he probably did face against Kenta. So I'm sure if I Google that, I could find a meet up with them. That would be a good match. I don't know. Do you ever watch NXT? Yeah, I, I did a little bit, um, but I kind of gotten out of watching NXT. But yeah, I hear nothing but good things about about that. So I, I definitely need to get more into watching that. But what day of the week is it on? Thursday night. Thursday night. Thursday night. Thursday nights. Okay. Yeah, I plan on starting to watch that more. Okay. Well, Kenta's the big thing right now. His debut is what people are talking about, and as uh, Prince Devitt and Kevin Steen, when they finally debut, that's going to be. That's going to be something we're talking about, too, so we'll get to them. Is William Regal still involved with NXT? He's the GM. Ah. That's right. If, the, if William Regal's involved, i got to watch him. He, he is the man's man. The the, the real man's man. <laughs> you got that right. Okay, and we're almost done with Tom today, but I have 
a trivia question to answer for you. Roman Reigns, he did not wrestle at Night of Champions the other night, and that makes the first pay-per-view event that he hasn't wrestled on since SummerSlam 2013. It's over a year. So he went a really long time not wrestling, and if he didn't get injured, he would still be wrestling. And he's he's been a presence. He has he's had a presence for quite a while, and hopefully he gets well and gets back on our TV screens. Yeah, I wish him nothing but the best. Oh, and to throw a bonus fact out there, this is from contributor Matt Boone for Raja.com. He also says that last night was the first pay-per-view that Bray Wyatt did not compete in since Hell in a Cell 2013. So two young guys wow. that are up-and-comers that are going to be the future of this company were absent last night. And I'd honestly, I think the event, it, it felt like it. They felt like big names, up-and-coming, exciting names were missing. I said last night, but yeah. Sunday night. Hopefully the the next pay-per-view they'll be in, involved. They need to be. That just about wraps up our show for this week. Al, do you have any anything you want to throw in or discuss before we quit? Um, if I have one last thought, it was that uh, another thing that I caught on Raw last night was how awesome uh, WWE 2K15 looks. That video game is going to be amazing. I actually haven't caught that. I knew they were going to release a video game, but uh, or a video game uh, trailer, but I forgot to see it. So. Yeah, and Sting, Sting's obviously involved, and I guess they had a, uh, a spot after Raw, uh, like a panel talking about the video game, and Sting was there. And uh, I think Stone Cold asked him if he was ever going to compete. And and I, I say, I guess the rumor is he's going to be involved next year at WrestleMania. But we'll have, we'll have to see. Yeah, that's the rumor, and I, I hope there's truth to that, because that'll be an exciting moment. Oh, yeah. Okay. But that's my final thought. All right. Well, that's your final thought. My final thought is, hi, how you doing? Is that... Good final thought, Mitch. <laughs> All right, yeah, I got nothing. All right, well, find us on iTunes. We're on iTunes now. If you look up Mitch and Al Radio, we are on iTunes. Uh, if you want to look me up online, Twitter, at Mitch Nicholson, also MitchNicholson.com. Al, you want to throw out anything there for how people can find you? Just go to MitchNicholson.com. I'll be around there somewhere. That's right. He's a contributor. He's a writer, and we're going to – and obviously you're going to be there when we post about the podcast. So – Yes, sir. Y'all have a good week, and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening.